Blog Talk Radio. Beyond the Gate Radio, our Sunday, February 3rd, 2013 edition. And, you know, the guest and us just realized that today is Super Bowl Sunday. Well, so it is on the radio with our super guest. So put that game on record and come to our wonderful (laughs) show because we have one of the best of the best that I know of. And my name is David Baker. I'm your host. Welcome. And our co-host is Sherelle. Sherelle, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, David. I'm excited to be here on this wonderful Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. And uh, we are going to have a super show. We are. And I do believe that. Thank you very much. Now, Barbara is a renowned psychic, radio host, and television personality and I'm telling you, she's all over the place, not only in the United States, Europe, and Canada, but other places as well. And her clients emanate from every walk of life, professionals, government officials, stars and celebrities, and everyday people. Police departments from all over the United States have sought out Barbara for her help in missing persons and homicide cases, including the Jennifer Pammer case in Tom's River, New Jersey, and I'm sure there's many more high-profile cases as well. There's so much information on Barbara, I can't read it all, but I'll give you a little bit more. Uh, She has been working on radio for over 20 years as a guest host for 94.3, The Point, the ODs 100.1, WJRZ, 105.1, The Buzz, New York City, WOR Radio, New York City, WNEW 102.7, New York City, host of Realm Talk Show, Visions, 1160 AM, WOBM, and resident psychic for the Sean and Sue Breakfast Morning Show, 92.7 FM, WOBM, guest host for 94.3, The Point, The Oldies, 100.1, WJRZ, 105.1, and more. Uh, she's also been Comcast's, Comcast. Psychic on CNH Real Life with Mary Amoroso for five years. Barbara has also been on Unsolved Mysteries, Court TV, Hollywood at Large, and the Catherine Cryer Show, as well as being on an invitation list of a variety of colleges and organizations, metaphysical societies, and Barnes and Noble bookstores as a motivational speaker. 
Barbara encourages and demonstrates how to discover, increase, and utilize your individual psychic potential. And something else I can't leave out, watch Barbara in episodes of The Haunted. Uh, and the episodes are called The Door and A Place to Die, Lost Souls of the Asylum, and Cursed Candle Shop on, I believe it's the uh, Animal Planet. Um, anyway, she she can tell us more, but she's just all over the place. But uh, very important, if you want to know more about Barbara, or if you already know about her, you want to get updated, go to her website. It's, it's full of everything you need to know at www.psychicbarbaramackey.com. That's psychicbarbaramackey.com. It's an amazing website. She has video and lots of information there. Now, without further ado, let's bring in Barbara. Hi. Hi, both of you. Uh, so glad to be here tonight. Hi. Yeah, as I said, I was, I'm not really a Super Bowl fan. I guess that makes me anti-American in a way. Uh, no, some people, absolutely not. No. Well, you know, they're, they're like, what? You don't like the Super Bowl? But um, I was never really into sports, watching sports. And thank God that I've never really been, um, you know, I had a relationship with the man that was because I don't think I could take it. Cause to me, it's so boring. I'd rather play the sport than to watch it. So, um that's just me. Call, call me crazy, you know. Can I call you Barbara? <laughs> <laughs> call me crazy, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, The Haunted. Oh, The Haunted was great on Animal Plan. I did actually, like, five episodes with them, and uh, it was a wonderful experience because I, I worked with a lot of animals that passed on because I'm an animal intuitive, and I love to read animals. I love to talk to the animals, and we seem to have an understanding. So that that's a great, great thing that I'm able to do for people because <clears throat> I had a, a couple here the other night. Their, their dog passed away suddenly. And they brought a, an album with his pictures in it, and he was a beautiful dog. And uh, the woman was blaming herself. She said, oh, if I would have gotten him to the doctor quicker, I could have saved his life. And, you know, you, she was blaming herself. And after I did the reading, I mean, he was coming through, and I was, like, so glad. Because, you know, when you have someone come, come to you for reading, you just hope you do the best for them and that you get the right information. Right, David? Yes, that's amazing, and that's correct. A lot of people are unaware that you can communicate with animals. They think, well, how can you understand animal lingo? They don't know that it's, you know, like any spirit that we communicate with, it just somehow automatically gets translated to where we can communicate, whether it be through telepathy, clairvoyance, or whatever. In fact, I've even had readings uh communicate with somebody that loved their, uh, a certain racehorse they had, uh, uh, even a hamster, uh, a dog, cats, different kinds of animals, and it's it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And, and I was wondering, what is it like to work on those shows there? Do they, you know, kind of let you give them advice as to how you should do it or pick what you wanted to do? Did it give you a little freedom on there? Uh, absolutely. Well, the only thing that they do is say show up at this this uh, date and time, 
and we're not telling you anything about uh, the place that you're going to go to, like an asylum that I went to where they tortured animals and did research. And I just go about my business and I just say everything that comes to mind and I'm getting all the information. So they're like, wow, you know, we didn't tell her anything. So, I, and then after after these episodes, I very often feel very ill because um, it's very stressful because the places that I went to had a lot of uh, grief and a lot of loss, you know. So I, I'm an empath, and I, I carry it with me, and I don't feel very well after I do these episodes. But it's all it's all in what I do. I've been doing it for like 30 years now, and uh, I thought I could protect myself. And sometimes I think I can, but... I leave myself open, like an open channel, because I think that maybe I'll get the messages clearer. So I'm not very smart that way. A lot of uh, psychics do protect themselves. Do you do that, David? Yes, I I found it to be a must early on to to protect myself. Um, My spiritual mentor told me that. And, you know, I know a lot. I've had a lot of experience lots of readings and teaching people how to do this stuff. But I do want to tell you this, that you know, everybody's different. And um, you're one of the few people I would go to and look up to as a mentor to me if I had questions. And I can't say that about very many people. But the fact mm-hmm. that you recognize all of this, you know, and you just choose the the way you you want to do. Sometimes in the learning process, things happen and we finally figure it out. But it doesn't matter, you know, when or how good you are or whatever. I think the main point is, you know, through experience we all learn, and that's just the way it goes, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to do. You have to do. People, and I have to smile to myself um, when I hear people come up to me. that They're, they're like, oh, you know, I want to do what you do. I want to be a psychic. And I'm like, are you crazy? Why would you want to do this? You know, this is hard. This is hard on your body, mind, and spirit. I I didn't want to do this. This world sought me out, and that's usually how it works with psychics that are really gifted in so many areas that we don't seek it out. It seeks us out. It's not like I planned this. I was going to, you know, I was writing. I was a writer. I did um, theater. Um, I did singing. I was going to, you know, probably be in a TV series, go to Hollywood. Uh, but I, I now I'm working as a producer on shows. So it's coming like a full circle. And all the years in theater gave me that extra oomph to go out and speak in front of hundreds and hundreds of people on a stage and not to be frightened. And it was preparing me. Uh, each step was preparing me for the gift that was coming and how I was going to utilize it, uh, doing um, seminars and workshops and live readings and television. So it was all, it was a big preparation, but I, I would have never picked this for um, an avocation, never in a thousand years. I know what you mean. I've had it all my life. It kept coming to me. So it came to me so much in uh, my 1970. I actually studied it and practiced it in 1972. About 1972, then I moved on with my life. And it kept coming back over the years. And I kept, you know, just pushing it away. So it's nice, it's cool to develop, but that's as far as I want to go. 
wasn't until I was in my um, early 50s and it came back in waves to me, and so I started researching. Next thing you know, I got sucked into doing it. <laughs> I mm-hmm. mean, you know, so I've been doing it ever since, and I really enjoy it. But, oh, yes, the people knew, you know, if you're going to do it, you need to ha- uh, do a lot of research, a lot of practice, and have a great mentor and be taught to do it. And I've had people say, well, I'm already psychic or medium. You know, well, I don't need to get the training for it. And that's because... The ones that I told that didn't didn't listen to me had entities come back to the house and mess with them because they didn't listen to me to get training, do some research, or the psychics that said, "No, I'm really ill. I'm really sick. I'm really depressed. They don't know how to work with that because they're empathic like you are because they didn't, you know, uh, pursue knowledge and get a little experience from somebody." You know who's been down that road, and secondly, it's not for everybody. It's just not. It's it's really challenging to do, and if, and if you don't have the gift really good, then you know, just use it to help yourself. <laughs> mhm. Definitely. I had two mentors. Um, the one uh, was the Reverend Helen Williams, and she was like in her late seventies, early eighties. She was from Trenton, New Jersey, and she was something else. She was very, very. Um, how can I put it, body, kind of body. She was a Scorpio. She had those bright blue eyes that look right through you, and she had a dog named Butchie. And she, she lived in one of those row houses. She was kind of on the poor side. And her house was an absolute mess. I mean, you went in there, it was a mess, and she had um, pictures of Indians all over the place. But she was something else. People would come in big limousines and fly out from California to, to see her. When I think about what she charged, it was like nothing. It was like $10 a reading. And she was one of the best. And then I had Edith Cantor. She was a nice Jewish lady. She went by the name of Yvonne. She was a crystal ball reader and a tea leaf reader. And they took me under their wing and they said, you're going to follow in our footsteps. And I said, no, I'm not going to do this. I really don't want to do this. And once a week we would... Uh, Edith and I would drive up to Trenton, sit around this big old table, and they'd say, okay, Barb, uh, go make the tea, go get some uh, food for Butchie, and go get me, um, you know, Kentucky Fried Chicken, and, and Helen would eat while she, while she read me. And, um, and she'd say, okay, read us straight now, both of us. Now do some cards. Now do this. I go, I don't want to do this, you know. And, and they go, no, you're going to do it. And... Um, I'll never forget the first time I did a reading. I was scared to death. I was like, oh, God, please. I don't know what I'm doing here, you know. And they, they were testing me. And um, I can remember, like it was yesterday, my first client, and I was just like a nervous wreck. And then um, I caught on very fast. I I wasn't nervous. I I was like the psychic with an attitude, I guess, in a way. Um <laughs> I remember someone saying to me at a fair, because in the beginning you do fairs to get your name out there, and I only right. do this. I don't I do not do any other work. Like other psychics have other jobs, and that's sane. That's a sane way of doing it. I did this totally. This is how I paid my bills and everything. I did nothing else but do psychic work. And uh, she said to me, uh, this woman walked up to me, she said, if you're so good, tell me what my husband and daughter had in common. And I I was just like the first year of reading, and I said, epilepsy. 
And she was like, oh, my God, how did you know that? And I said, uh, they say I'm psychic. She said, well, I would love to have you read for me. I said, I wouldn't read for you for all the money in the world. Would you step away from my table, please? Wow. And, and she just looked at me. I said, please, just move along, move along, madam. And it was almost like I was channeling my mentors because um, Edith was very quiet and docile, but uh, – the Reverend Helen Williams had her own church in one of those uh, storefronts, and she used to call everybody Madam. So when I said that, I was almost like talking like Helen, you know, just move along, Madam. And I said, oh, man, where did I get that from, you know? So, and, you know, I'm very good with my clients. I love them. And I can say, I can count on one hand the people that walked through that door that I didn't like. They come to you all with the same a uh, common denominator, they need help. Yes, yes. Now, you get That's those that come to you that, you know, they've just been to 10 psychics, and then now they want to get something from you. Yeah, well, you know, I I even tell people that have been coming to me for years that you need a second opinion, because I'll say to them, you know, I've been reading you for so long, I know you like a book. Don't come to me anymore. I'm going to give you a name of another psychic. Go to them. Get a second opinion. And very often when I do murder cases, I'll call other psychics in, or I do medical intuitive, too. And that can be very iffy. You know, people come to me and they're like, I have a lump in my breast. Do you think it's cancer? And I'm like, all right, come here. Let me just come over here. Let me just feel your aura. Let me feel your breast. I'm like a doctor. You know, I'm like feeling the breast, and I'm going, you know, um, I think you have something here, but it's going to be cut out very small. And you're going to have some, you know, chemo, but it's going to go away. You're going to be fine. I said, but you, you know, you need to stay with your doctor. Like I always, um, what's the word for it? I diagnose them, but then I send them to the correct doctor. You know, like you need to go to a cardiologist. You need to go to a neurologist. And this is, I do the medical intuitive. And it can be very iffy if you don't know what you're doing. Oh, yeah. No. A lot of people ask me if I do this and I do that. I said, you know, a doctor may be a brain surgeon, but you won't find them practicing uh, pediatrics or OBGYN or something like that. You know, they have the specialty just because they're a doctor. Just because mm-hmm. I'm a psychic doesn't mean I do, you know, I'll do healing sessions and then medical intuitive sessions. And then, you know, are you going to get a job or something like that? All these different things. I tend to just specialize mainly in mediumship and the psychic stuff, uh, at least on the air, I don't give medical readings because, you know, um, I'm stronger in some areas than others, and you're stronger in that, so you can do it wherever, but I don't feel comfortable doing those on the air. In person, yes, but not on the air. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, the thing is, I, I get what I get, and then I tell them, this is what you need to do. You need to go for blood work. You need to go to your doctor. And I'm always referring them. Go get your eyes checked. Uh, get this done. Get that. And I'm sending them in the right direction. So I get so many letters of testimonials. They're like, you know, you saved you saved my life. I didn't know that I had a lump in my breast. And you told me, go to the doctor. You need to have it taken care of. She said, and I had cancer, and I didn't even know. I was walking around with it. So when people say that, you know, the, the naysayers say that psychics don't, do anything for humanity, they don't know what they're talking about because psychics help people. Yes, they do. 
and I have a question for both of you. Um, someone in chat wants to, like, a clear definition of the difference of being intuitive and being psychic. <sighs> I don't know. Um, I think that people can be intuitive and they do have intuitive ways, you know, like they, they should listen to that gut instinct, that's your intuition <clears throat> talking to you and everyone has that intuition. Psychic is a little stronger. Wouldn't you say that, David, you can see more into the future? Yes. It, some people say they don't like the uh, label of psychic put on them, so they just call themselves intuitive. Others said, others have said that, well, you know what, I'm not that psychic, but good enough, so I just say I'm intuitive. Right. So, you know, it can be confusing, but depends on how to use it. But I think that you're correct that, no, I'm not psychic, I'm intuitive. Intuitive, so, yeah, that sounds right to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty good. Thank you. Okay. And so, you know, you've been doing this for a long time. Yeah, and, long uh, time. In the beginning, when you do it, you're trying to figure out, um, well, did this information or symbol mean this or mean that? And after a while, uh, when you when things come to you, it becomes second nature and you begin to rec- recognize something and are more confident and you can just dive right into the reading it, you know, don't you find that with more practice? That yeah, it, yeah, David. And the thing is that sometimes I say things to people and I'll preface it by saying, you know, this is going to sound crazy, but, and I do a lot of phone readings too, and people say, how can you do that without having me there? Well, because it's electrical energy and we can get that right through the air. I do, I do that on, on the radio and television when I can't see you. And um, I was reading this one woman, and I said, I get Charlemagne. Why? I don't know why I'm getting Charlemagne. So she said, oh, my husband is upstairs reading a book about Charlemagne. Yeah, wow. is that something how that happens? Yeah. You know, or, and I don't even like doing parties. And people say, oh, I love to do parties. I don't. Because I'm doing a reading for someone sitting across from me, and I'm actually getting someone downstairs. Well, you know, it, it just travels through the air. That's what I wanted to ask you. Okay, you're psychic. I was just going to ask you about that. When I was fairly new, I was a guest on the show, and I did readings. And then I asked uh, the next caller that, do they make cookies? They said, yeah, occasionally. They said, well, did you start a new cookie business? And they said, no, not at all. And um, come to find out later, one of the people in chat said, oh, I didn't call in, but I'm in chat. And uh, I do cookies all the time. In fact, we just opened up a new cookie. There you go. There and you go. So that's a good example, right? Of a yes. Cookie. Yes. And it, it's weird. Like, I'll say, do you know a Michael? No, I don't. And the next caller is Michael. Yeah, that happened, <laughs> that's happened to me also. Oh, man. Oh, I, I tell people, you can run. You can't hide from me. Because sometimes they that's try right. to hide. They try to hide information. I'm like, listen. Don't aggravate the psychic because you're going to be thrown out of the house. They, they start laughing. <laughs> I go, I, you know, I have a, a, a button here that, you know, uh, throws right out the window. And they're like, okay, okay, okay. And I go, you're having an affair and you know it. And uh, and they're like, okay, I am. I go, what's the big deal? I'm not here to judge you. 
I'm just telling That's you what right. I'm getting. You know, I mean, I, I'm the keeper of the secrets. I go to I go to the grave with all these secrets. I mean, why am I going to, you know? And another thing, when you hear other psychics talk about other people or other cases they have or they gossip, that is so wrong. That is so wrong. Yeah, that's privileged ne- information. Yes, and you never indulge in gossip. You, you know, you keep it to yourself. You don't talk about other psychics. I don't like that. And, I, you know, I stay out of the fray. You know, I'm, I'm by myself. I'm sort of like a, a lone wolf. I don't really get involved with the psychic community because I hate to say, David, a lot of them, I don't know, they just don't have, um, they're not, uh, professional sometimes the way they talk about each other or their cases. You never do anything like that. Yeah, those ethics are questionable, and I don't believe that they should do that or, you know, come online and brag. I said this and I said that, you know, constantly Mm-mm. bragging it, patting themselves on the back. It's not necessary. That's no. not what we do it for. No. You know, there's a lot of great spirit guides that, you know, have been channeled, like uh, Maurice Barnabel and his spirit guide, um, darn, uh, Silver Birch. When they asked him what his name was, he said that my name is not important, just the message is. And, you know, he is of Native American descent, so they decided to name him Silver Birch. But you, know, you see what I mean? So for mm-hmm. us doing it, sure, we're psychic, sure, we do it, and we do what we do. And, and that's, you know, if we have something to say through experience to teach people, that's good too. But we don't need to go around telling other people. Uh, business, no matter how dull or spectacular it is, it, it's just unethical, period. And and I don't practice that myself, and I know you don't either. You know, I do support others in the field. Uh, I don't care if somebody's better than me or not. You know, we support each other out together mm-hmm. and because all the little flames make a bright light, and I think that's the way it should be. That's right, that's right. And if people say to me, um, are you good at what you do? And I'll say to them, I'll never say I'm good. Um, I will never praise myself. Uh, it's for others to to say what they think of me. Uh, I'm, I'm not praising myself. I just won't do it. And when I hear psychics say, oh, I'm 100% right, I just smile. Like, you know, you are such a young soul. You have so much to learn. Yeah, I mean, you know, we can be pretty accurate, but we're not, you know, gods. We're right. We're in a human form trying to get to another vibration of energy and interpret it. And sometimes the airwaves aren't that good, or sometimes maybe something is true and it comes, uh, it occurs later, or maybe we misinterpret something or whatever. You know, yeah, sure, you can be 100% accurate. There's nothing wrong with that. But on the average, mm, overall, no. No, but nobody is, is, that's rare, is not constant. And, no. You know what I mean? So. No. No, you, you, nobody's 100%. When they say that they act like a fool, I'm like, oh, please spare me. You know, because I tell people I'm not 100%. Nobody is, you know. But, and then when I'm doing a reading, I'll say something and I'll say, well, I don't know that. I go, you don't know it yet. I'm telling you the future. You know, just write it down and wait for it to happen and see what happens. You know, I'm getting the message and just be open because the reading is as good as the person you're reading. If you're reading someone that's cutting themselves off or putting up a wall, I tell them you're wasting your money, you're wasting your time. 
just be open and the reading is going to be good because the energy will flow back and forth. That's right. It will. And that is true. Uh, there was something I was going to ask you about. Um, oh, yeah, the future. You know, some people say the future is not written in stone. So when I tell you this certain thing, based upon your free will, it may change, depends on your intentions. And if you listen to what I say, do you, how do you feel about that? Um, I, I, I feel that way uh, because I'll say to someone, um, I'm seeing several paths that you can take here and it's, it's your free will, whether you want it to happen or not. I can warn you of uh, what I see. And if you don't listen, that's your free will. Um, what I can say is that how I got into this, and I think I told you this, but I will repeat it. Um, I was with a man, and um, I've been psychic since I'm four, but I never really paid attention to it. And then when I was with this man, I had a dream that he was going to die. And in the dream, I was called to the hospital, and I had to identify his body. And at the door of the hospital, the doctor and nurse were standing there, and they said, please come in. We're sorry to say that, you know, Frank is dead. And would you like to identify his body? It's on a gurney with a sheet over it, his his body. And I I told Frank about this. I said, I had a dream that you would die. And he said, well, that's ridiculous. When do you think I'm going to die? I said, I don't know. I just had this dream. And then um, he went out in the boat, uh, and I told him that it was going to sink. And it did sink. He was on the boat with his son, and they happened to swim to shore, and they were soaking wet. And and I said to him, this is like a month before he died or two months. And I said, you know, it's just a matter of time. You're going to be a dead man. And I don't know where this was all coming from. It was coming to wow. a head. And then I was doing automatic writing, which I didn't know I could do that. And I was writing, you're not getting anything for Christmas because you died on Christmas. And uh, so what happened was the night that he died, I went to get him. He was playing poker and he was drinking with his son and I said you need to come home and he said I'm not coming home staying here and I forgot about the dream but then I said to him you know the dream came back to my my brain I was like you need to come home and he stood up and he said what's your problem you think I'm going to die and I went home and I got a call and they said for me to come down to the hospital and it was just like in the dream I had to go there and they were standing at the door, motioning for me to come in, and they said that he was dead. Well, there it is. Wow. Yeah, and, you know, which you want to identify his body was on the gurney. And I was like, oh, my God, wow. I saw this. I saw this. So that's what really propelled me to get into this, because then I started going to other psychics to get in touch with him, because I was so distraught. And they said, you're psychic. And I refused to believe it. Everyone that I went to, you're psychic, you're psychic. You're... And then finally I made the leap, you know, and uh, that's how it all started. Well, it's amazing. There, uh, in case I didn't remember to say it earlier or if I did, uh, this is your, you know, Barbara's been on our show before, being very popular, and it was a great show. And so this is not Barbara's first time on our show. I'm proud to say. And, Barbara, are you ready to take any calls? Yeah, go ahead. All right, Sherelle, on the switchboard. Okay. Um, also, Barbara, did 
did you when you went to the um the different psychics to speak to Frank or did Frank ever come back to you? Yes, yes, he did. And he always talked about um because he was in a couple accidents and he almost died uh in the accidents and this was his third time and uh he said I'll always try to come back to you if anything happens to me. Um yes, he came through. We had a, a boat name um it was named Soulmates. And when I went to this one psychic, she said to me, I get the name Soulmates, but it's not like, it's like an object or something. It's not like, and she goes, oh, I see a boat. And she says, and and I see like a barrel chair made out of wicker. And and Frank says he wants to come and see you, but you haven't cleaned the house in a month. And (laughs) you've got got clothes all over the chair, and he'd like to sit down. And would you please clean the bedroom? There wow. you go. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, our first caller is area code 415. 415, hello. You are on the radio with Beyond the Gate Radio. Who are we speaking Hi. with? Good evening. Good evening. My name is Sophia. Hi. Hi, Sophia. Um, Welcome to the show. Hi. Did you have a Thank question you. for Barbara today? Yes, I'd like to, I'm happy to be speaking with Barbara and all of you, and I'd like to ask Barbara if um, she sees a committed relationship showing up for me this year. You know, the first thing I got was a a man that's involved with someone else, either married. Um, Were you ever in a relationship like that? Um, I have, uh, uh, let's just say, a close bond with someone, um, and um, he's not nearby, and at a certain point, he was involved with someone and had a child, but they're no longer together. This is the man I see. Has he been in touch with you? Yes. We haven't been in touch in a little while, but we continue to stay in touch. Yeah, yeah. This is the the predicament I see you in. Um, I think you would be better off if you moved on and didn't hold on to this person as a love interest because I don't think it's it's good for you in the end. Do, do you know what I'm saying? Um, okay. Uh, I'm not sure why you say that because we do have a good bond, but there is a child. Yes. What I'm saying is that it's not a good love relationship. I think okay. that you'd be better off if somebody else came into your life, which it would allow somebody else to do, because um, you're connected to him on a love level. And I feel that in the end, it wouldn't be good for you. That's what I feel as a psychic. Um, okay. I also get uh, another relationship coming in, but it won't be for another year and a half. But this relationship... I would put it at arm's length and try to get my heart out of it as much as I could because I don't want you to have a broken heart. Do you understand? Um, Okay, so I heard you say that in a year and a half you saw another relationship, but Mm -hmm. after that I'm a little fuzzy because I don't understand what the arm's length is. In the new relationship or the the one from the past? Yes, the one with the past, yes. Okay. You might not understand me now, but you'll get it. You'll process it, okay? Okay. Okay, Sophia. Do you have, like, a name or tell me what line of work he's in or anything like that? Mm, I'm not getting that, but I was getting an F word, like, um, could be the first or last name. could be uh, Frederick or Franco or something with an F. 
I, I, I kept getting that. So that's the only thing I can tell you. Perhaps you'd be an air sign like a Gemini, Libra, or, um, oh, my God, I just lost, lost it, Aquarius. Okay? Okay. All right. All right. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Thank I don't you. know if you have anything okay. else. Thank but you so much. Thank you. No, that's Thank it. it. Thank you. Okay, so thank you. Was I clear about that or what? Yeah, I was understanding yes. it. In other words, you know, just don't put all your chips in, you know. Yeah. You don't know if the other person is or it may seem like it, but, you know, you never do that anyway. Just see what develops and how it goes, and then you have to analyze it, you know, with your feelings what's going on and if if something happens later and you start to question it then you'll say oh Barbara did say this after all I'll be darned <laughs> well the first thing I was picking up that he was involved and he was involved he had a child with someone else so that's not good for her you know so I think I was making myself clear but okay I, I did I did like it because um you're right about that when our heart is attached to someone else you can't see anything else that's you right. might see someone, but they could tell if you're open to right. receive them or not. So it makes it very difficult to let someone else spark your interest when your heart is tied up somewhere else. So I right, right, and that was a that was a good case of someone not opening up and seeing the truth. So, yes, okay. Well, I'm glad she called, and hopefully she'll, you know, toss it around in her mind and mm-hmm. make some decisions. And hopefully it helps in some way. I'm sure, I'm sure yeah. it will. That's true. Well, that's Are you good. ready for another caller? Okay, go ahead. Okay, we're taking area code 201. Hello, area code 201. You're on Beyond the Gate Radio. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Hi, who are we speaking with? This is Rose. Mm-hmm. Canada Santa. You're... Yes, your voice is a little fuzzy. Is your um can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you better now. Okay. What was your name again, please? Rose. Rose. Rose, welcome Rose. to on the gate. Thank you. What was your question you had for Barbara today? Um, just general, whatever you see, whatever changes you see coming for me. Well, first of all, when you call in, anyone calls in, you have to be very specific because I don't want to go all around. My brain is all around the place. So you have to zone in on what type of question you'd like me to answer. Um, what do you see regarding money? Oh, okay. Um, 201 area code, is that like New Jersey? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, I'm from Jersey, too. Whereabouts are you uh, in Jersey? Hudson County. Oh, Hudson County. Okay. Um, I see money being tight um, and stressing out about it. I don't know if that's happening now, is it? Excuse me? I see money being kind of on the tight side and stressing out about it. Uh Is that happening now? Yes. Okay, Rose. Um, you know, you need some support. Uh, you need family support, and I don't feel that you have it. Do you have a son? No. Why do I feel like a son or 
a man that should be helping you. Um, I don't know. Just go with what I'm saying. There should be some kind of family support. Do you feel like you're having enough family support? No, I don't. Yeah, and I I, I feel badly for you. Um, I think your friends would be more helpful than your own family, and I think you're going to need some help this year with finances. Um, I'm I'm a little concerned about your health. Are you having health issues right now? No. Okay, I want you to watch your health this year, uh, being run down and being stressed out, because stress brings on a lot of fatigue and worry, and I see you as being a worrier. So, Rose, what I want you to do is have a plan, and do you work currently? I'm temping. I'm temping. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's kind of stressful being temp. You'd like to be, like, full-time, wouldn't you? Yes, of course. Yeah. Um, You know, you're going to get an opportunity to do full-time work, and it's going to be around April or May. So hold on, you know, and then more money's coming after that. And I also get a woman helping you. So I don't know if that's a a friend or someone that's going to offer you a new job by then, all right? Okay. Okay, Rose, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Rose. Yes, that's no relationships. A lot of people looking. That's understandable. But during these times, the, with the economy not doing good, you know, yeah. Sometimes we need help from others, you know, to get on their feet. And at least she's tempting. And I know some people that have said, "Well, I put out some resumes and, my, I, and I'm waiting, you know, and hopefully I don't lose the house." And I, yeah. you, you tell them that, okay, you put out the resumes, keep putting them out, keep going, don't stop until something comes, you know. <laughs> hmm hmm Yeah. And there's so many people that have lost their homes that I know of, and they do modification to try to get another loan, and it's a mess. But people that are doing temp work, they want a full-time job because they don't have the benefits to go with the temp job. They don't have any um, security. They don't have any right. hospitalization. So they need something permanent. So I see something changing for her. Yeah, I I do too. I agree with that. And I believe that it is. And I feel that, you know, if she listens to this, that um, in some way things are going to go uphill and better for her somewhere along down the line, a few months down the line, probably not in the immediate future, but if she doesn't give up, it will come. Yeah, and I just felt like, um, you know, a sadness with her and, like, alone, like she doesn't have family there to help her out. So, anyway, but she's going to be okay, Rose, if you're still listening. That's very good. No, Rose Rose might be in chat now, so... um, would you want to take a question for chat? I have uh, someone yeah. in chat that's asking about they're going into surgery and they want to know if um, any information for her for surgery tomorrow. tomorrow oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think she's going to have surgery, but I think she's going to have to have a surgery again. I don't know why I'm getting that. Um, there might be two surgeries. Um so ask her if that's if that possible. And well, Sherelle is doing that in the chat room. I'd like to ask our callers that when you do call in and we bring you in, 
please just give us your name and ask a specific question so Barbara can focus in on that. I'm psychic too, and we don't have time, unfortunately, on the show to give a general reading to somebody because we can tell you all kinds of things and maybe something might come out you might not want to know. So exactly. if, you're, if, if you're specific, then she can put more energy into focusing in that area and give you a better reading. And that's all i got to say about that. That's right. Uh, Marnie did say yes. Uh, it is possible that she's supposed to have a second surgery. So, And yeah. also um, Sophia... Um, is typing in chat and she's, you know, thanking you for the reading. And um, sometimes it's hard for some people to get on the air. And just like you say, you have to know how much information you want. And remember, everyone who's listening, um, if you're interested in a complete reading, you can always contact Barbara Mackey on her website and uh, ask for a reading. Uh, if you want just a complete one-on-one um, you'll have more time. She can spend more time with you and give you all the details that she would like. Okay? And that's at www.psychicbarbaramackey.com. Yeah, and that's M-A-C-K-E-Y, because sometimes they spell it um, M-A-C-K-I-E, which it isn't like Bob Mackey. It's M-A-C-K-E-Y. Oh, right, right. Okay. Perfect. Thank and I'll you. repost that in the chat so everyone okay, can hear thank it. You. All right. Let's go on to our next caller. Our next caller is area code 727. Welcome to Beyond the Gate. You are on the air. Can we have your name, please? Oh, my name is Rose, and I want to say I'm the Rose with the sun because I was listening to what you said earlier about how you may pick up other people's information. Yes. And I, when you said, there you know, you go, I'm the rose with the sun. <laughs> oh, I just thought, wow. I, I thought that was, um, oh, no, that was amazing. I'm really enjoying the show. It's really great. So, uh, oh, I, I, I noticed an accent with, excuse me, Rose, what accent yeah. do you have there? Um, well, I'm originally from England. Oh, I like that. Why me? Uh, <laughs> Did you hear what I said? Yes. <laughs> okay. It's freezing there, and it's a little chilly in Florida too right now. So. Yeah. <laughs> but I just went there, and it was freezing. <laughs> so I was happy to come back to Florida. So I do. I thought it was, it's a great show, and everything you said, I totally agree with. So I think that's. Pretty good listening. I, uh, sometimes I don't always pay that much attention if I'm listening or I'm not calling in, but I hung on every word you said tonight, so it's very good. Um, so oh, uh, good. thanks. I'm going to keep to the one question. <laughs> um, I, what do you see? Uh, do you see a uh, uh, significant romance coming for me this year? You know, I don't know why I feel this. I feel that you are in a romance or someone really is crazy about you. Uh, I don't know if you if you get it, if you know about it yet. Um, it could be somebody from the past. Hopefully it's not my ex-husband. Um, I don't think, I'm hoping it's not. Um, but I'm, I, I don't know. It could be somebody from the past, but I, I'm kind of of the 
the the thought that what didn't work then doesn't work now. I'm all about you're right, things. you're right, you're right. But someone still has feelings for you, and um, would you say even perhaps um, would would you say that you don't think it's completely over between you and your husband because you share um, do you share a child? Um, yeah, because he's still angry. Twelve years. <laughs> yeah, and, there's that. That's that he, he remarried. You know, I mean, he I don't remarried care. Some, you know, because he he still loves you, and there's still that carryover. You know. Yeah, but Do I, you I don't see what I'm saying. I can't see me going back to it. It's kind of weird. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm picking up emotions. I'm not going to go back with him. But there's someone that still loves you, and that's. I, I believe that's who it is, um, but anyway, it could be my okay. it could be my first it could be my first husband because my mother's always telling me he never remarried and he goes to see my parents and makes me feel guilty. Um, but oh, that was I, I think no, I think Rose, I think you're you're quite the little vixen, and I think once you put your spell on these men, they never get over you. <laughs> Oh, oh God! Oh, isn't that isn't and, that like the movie? I'll have what she's having. <laughs> yeah, wait a you minute, know, wait a minute. Who has, who has, Rose? Listen to me. Who has red hair? Um, you mean in spirit or like? Oh, it could be in spirit. They have they're like red hair. Who is that? Um, I have an Uncle John in spirits, my father's sister's husband. He he said that all that side of the family has carrot red hair. Yes, which he I has don't... carrot red hair. And he and and he's saying yes, and I was gonna say John and I thought, you know, that's yeah, that's too right. like yeah. a, that's a regular name and it's not gonna sound so hokey. But he's he's contacting you for some reason. Um, I hope it's nothing awful because, you know, I, I get well, I know I can't say that, but I hope it's not any, you know, messages that are, you know, that is like no, a warning. No, 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 okay. not bad, not bad. But he's just saying hello, and and I get this bright red hair, and I'm thinking, and but I get two Johns. The what? I get two Johns, not just one John, two Johns. Oh God. Um. There is another there unless I don't know if my father's brother passed away, um there's another John in the family. Um or it could be a past love. I mean it make me sound like <laughs> like I know, it makes you sound like you've been around the block. I know. Like, like, like a little hard. I know, I know. But listen to me. You wanted me to know if you were having yes. Have you ever been with someone from the Middle East? No, but you know what? I've had seven lifetimes in the Middle East, and I have a lot of Middle Eastern things in my house. I have such an attraction for that, so that would not surprise me. As long as they're not wow. a yeah. girl, you'll get on fine. Yeah, you're going to have a Middle Eastern man be interested in you. Let me know how it goes. Okay, Darling, thank you for calling. Thank you, Barbara. I love you, and I will get in touch with you, and please don't cut me off when you mute me. I want to hear the rest we of will. it. Okay. And thank Bye. you so we'll much. Leave you on there, Rose. Thank you so much. Thank Namaste. you for calling. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Boy, were we just talking about a bleed over? Two people with the same name and a child, and here it is. What? 
you were talking about the rose with the sun. Oh, yes, it's, exactly, exactly, yeah. yes. And who's the next caller? A rose yeah. with the sun. You were I know, I know, I know. And so there That's it is, awesome. folks. That's amazing. I mean, totally amazing. That's a validation that doesn't need to be validated, but it, there it is. <laughs> well, and, you know, earlier you were talking about dreams that which you know something came to fruition from your dream and mm-hmm. it caused you to look more into the the uh world of esoterics psychic abilities and so forth so what do you think what could you tell us about well for example i've had what do you call precognitive dreams a dream that was lucid and i saw an event happen but I don't know where or when or anything, and then two days later in the newspaper it happens just like the dream. What do you think about that? Mm-hmm. You, I know you you have those type of dreams too. I'm pretty yeah, I do, I do. Um, I wish I had all the answers for it. The only thing I can say is that our brains do not work the same way as other people's brains, that we're in touch with. I I can say it like this. Um, When I was younger, I used to do readings for the neighbors. I used to do straight readings when I was married, and I had three children, three little boys. And they would come to me. I didn't know I was doing readings, and they'd ask me. This one woman said, what about my son um, Armando? You know, people don't accept him because he's dark-skinned, and it was back in the 60s, and he was from Cuba, and, of course, my kids played with him, and I, I, you know, I went to her house for dinner. But people were prejudiced back then. Um, and she said, what about Armando? They make fun of him in school. They say he has kinky hair and dark skin. And I said, you know, these, these the same children that made, make fun of him will eat their words because he's going to be a successful lawyer when he grows up. He's going to have his own plane. He's going to live in Washington. As a matter of a conversation, I said this. And years later, 20 years later, um, she was working in a store, and she said, oh, you look so good. I said, yeah, I got a divorce. Don't I look better? And we started laughing. And she said, you know, everything you said, what are you doing, she said, these days? I said, I'm a psychic. She said, oh, God bless you. Armando, I'm going to give you his card. He's a great lawyer in in Washington, D.C. He has his own plane. Oh, God bless you. So how could I have known that? Now, how could we have known? How could we know it's going to be printed in the newspapers? It's a mystery to me. It's it's a mystery. I I don't have a clue. I yeah, don't know. We're not meant to understand everything here. Yeah. We can get enough information to trust it and work with it, but you no, know, the information in the spirit world is limitless. But here, it's limited for a reason. Otherwise, we would just give up and go back home. We're here mm-hmm. to learn, evolve, and spiritually progress. Mm-hmm. And it's not, there's no way, there's so much knowledge that there are many things that are never meant for us to ever comprehend and we never will be able to mm-hmm. do that. So the best thing is is to run with it, you know, and I think yeah. that's good enough for me. Yeah, and the thing is, um, you know, how could I know 20 years henceforth how can I know these things? I, I, I don't know. And and people that do have answers, I, I smile and I say, how could you know these things? We don't know these things. That's right. I know. Yes, the world's going to end in 2012. Why? My calendar said it. Yeah. 
And guess what? In 2012, there was a man sitting at the bar, and the man was at the bar drinking, and he was looking all down and pouty. And the bartender said to the man, "Hey, don't look so bad. Don't feel so bad. This is not the end of the world." And it didn't end. <laughs> oh my God, David! But um, but um, he's my gonna go on. He's gonna go on the road. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Thank oh, you very God. much. You know, I believe that a sense of humor is. You know, some people tell me that. You no, know, when I'm before a group to raise vibration, you know, I do a group meditation and this and that. We get mm-hmm. open up our heart chakra and this and that. Yeah, but you have to laugh. You have to laugh. You have to have fun. That's right. Yeah. So I, I've done that, but I find if I need to tap in quicker, I think of some funny stuff because humor, good humor, positive humor is based on love. You know, it's part of love itself and that's my way of you know tapping in if I have to go on the show to do a reading and I came late got prepared late I'll just start telling myself jokes and get myself laughing I know it's crazy but once the thing comes on then I'm ready to go yeah well I, I feel like I'm a horse you know at, at the gate you know ready to go you know it's like boom I'm out so um, <laughs> good. that's pretty good I like that analogy yeah yeah, but my wife says you're a Gemini. Once you start telling jokes to your twin, I'm out of here. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. They're ganging up on me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, let's take another caller, you two. <laughs> let's take another caller. Um, we have area code six one zero. Six one zero, you are on Beyond the Gate Radio. Hello, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for taking my call. My name is Sarah. Sarah, welcome to the Hello? show. Thank you. Yes. Do you have a question for Barbara today? Yes, I have a question. Um, my question is, is um, concerning, um, I had uh, bought a, um, a boiler to heat my house uh, many years ago from a company. And um, recently I've you know, had some issues and then uh, originally, what it is, it came out, I think it was sometime uh, January, into December, January. And I did have to pay for that service call because it was um, it was after I was going to run a weekend. And, you know, um, I can barely hear her. Excuse me. I can barely make out what she's saying, and I can't understand it. Can you hear me now, Sarah? Yes, I can hear you better now. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. No, my question is is that um, I seem to have an issue with um, the company that I bought a boiler from. Um, that you, you oh, wait a minute. That you bought what, honey? I bought a you know a, the, a the boil, unit you know, for my house. Yeah, a boiler. Yes. Yes. Okay, go right. ahead. What it is? They came out on Friday, and prior to they coming out, um, I did tell the the person and the secretary, the office manager, to answer the phone that, you know, they came out the last time and it was pretty expensive what I had to pay and they didn't, they didn't really do anything. She's like, you should be fine, you know. I mean, you're under warranty, so, you know, it's not going to cost you. So mm-hmm. then the guy came in. He really didn't do anything. And he was talking a lot of things that didn't make much sense. Um, so, I mean, he hasn't been here before because he was one of the guys that was here when they were installing it. And then at the end, he gives me this bill um, 
$147, and they're like, well, you're out of warranty. I'm like, excuse me? So I called back the office manager, and she's like, well, you got to talk to the owner. I'm like, you told me that I was I was still on the warranty. Well, we checked. It says, no, and I asked you prior because I don't, you know. It turns out that there's a device that's broken, but my warranty just ended, um, I think it was uh, January 24th, so I got to oh. work there. No, the guy who used to work there said, you know what, he doesn't work anymore. He got laid off. Very honest, very mm-hmm. nice person. So he came out, he took a look, he said, you know what, this mechanism is broken. It should, they should still cover it. It's just a few days and a warranty. And I'm like, you know what, I can't deal with these people. I will just have to replace it and you will, you know, I will just pay you to do the job. And so now my concern is, is that the owner hasn't called me, but I don't see why I have to pay this. $147 there when I asked the office manager before they sent somebody out here, right, and they gave me this bill. He didn't do anything. Even the last time when the guy was that was laid off told him, you know, monitor this thing because, you know, he did make an observation about the precise thing that's not working out. So my question is what okay, is, is going to happen? Do you have your warranty? Um, do you save it? Uh, if you're anything like I... I am. I I don't know where anything is, you know. But do you have your paper? Yeah, I have your warranty paper. Yes. Okay, so it ended on the twenty fourth. Did you say that? Okay, and now it's February. And now it's February, correct? Yes. Okay. I'm sorry, but you know what? It ended on the twenty fourth, and that happened to me a couple of times. Right, but it's even even even. Before, because I didn't have it at the time, I asked and I told him my concern. I'm like, listen, I had to pay this money in the last time. They didn't do anything. I mean, I don't want to have to run blurry, the same thing. It's all blurry. Sarah, I, Sarah, I'm we can barely hear you. We can barely yeah. hear yeah, you. Yeah, I'm sorry. Hey, yeah. No, I mean, it's like I asked like maybe 10 times before they send someone out here, right? I know that, but she um, was mistaken. She was mistaken, but she can't be held to that because it's in the contract. So I'm so sorry, right, but, but the thing it happened is that to me. It, it, they didn't do anything, and it was the same thing. And even though the guy that came the, the, the time before last was a different guy, he didn't make an observation on the precise thing that broke now. And he said, you know what, this might be going bad. It might be faulty, and he didn't make an observation about it, and that's precisely what broke now. I know, I know, but you know what? They're going to go by the warranty. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Hmm. And it's happened to me, you know, like with my... my right. um computer like i was like oh i just missed the warranty it's not covered they don't care if it's on there for the 24th that's it sorry that is true yeah the thing is is that now i'm concerned i mean it's not that old this one thing goes wrong um i'm going to pay out of pocket and i'm got this this guy who is right now the one who's going to help me do you do you see these um this fixing like once this is resolved, am I going to have any more problems? I mean, with I don't the think so. Unit? After they fix it, no, no. After they fix it this time, no, no. Right, because he is going to have to buy. I just hope it's not very expensive. What the little device he has to buy? It's just an automatic device that would that provide heat to the boiler, and it's a steam boiler. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. No, it's not going to be that expensive. Right. I mean, All right, he, honey, thank, he, you. He, thank you. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, we're gonna um, move on, move along. We lost Sarah. 
she um, I guess she got it. So in that instance, that um, if she still wasn't satisfied, satisfied, we have a place here that's called Five on Your Side where you can call the news people and they can investigate it for you and they can help you by making calls to help you with That's a good idea. Is she, yeah. Is she in yeah. your area? She's not in our area, so um, but you know we're in California, so we would, I would, I would hope that other news stations mm-hmm. have, you know, like a, a helpline for consumers mm-hmm. because if that ends up being a constant problem or if it's a faulty device, they would be able to figure that out and mm-hmm. you know find out who else they serviced and find out if that's an ongoing problem and, and possibly get that fixed for free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they may have some station that does that in that area. You never know. Uh, you know, one thing is it could be a major lesson for her. Nobody can afford to use that kind of money these days, but it might be a lesson that next time if you're investing in something, make sure you keep an organized file. You look it over clearly if something goes on before you take action. Maybe she can call a company back and tell them, Hey, you know, they mistakenly told you know uh, told me that the warranty is still valid, but I found that it wasn't so as wrong. But the person that came out that I paid for said there was nothing wrong, and there is, and I had to pay him for it. You know, is there something you can do to help me or whatever? They might be willing to help her. They might not. Who knows? But all in all, you know, that's a major lesson, I believe. If I had something like that occur to me in my life, which I have from then on, I make sure I check everything thoroughly so it, uh, it doesn't happen again. So that might be a major lesson too. I don't know, but I know I, I hope nothing goes wrong with it for her. Just like you, Barbara, I, I think it's going to be fine too. So I hope everything's mm-hmm. okay with her. Yeah. Okay, you guys, we're going to take one more, another call. Area code nine seven eight nine seven eight. You are on Beyond the Gate Radio with. Sherelle and David Hi. Baker, and our guest, Barbara Mackey. Hi. Hi, um, and what is your name? Marnie. Marnie. Hi, Marnie. Hi. Hi. Do you have a question for Barbara? Um, well, I'm supposed to be going into surgery tomorrow, and my thyroid has been very off. Um, and um, they retook it because I had my... Um, dosage increased, and I was just wondering if it's going to be all um, done, you know, if I'm going to be going mm-hmm. in tomorrow and done. Okay. And You're not the I was same also wondering if there's anything I can do for my immune yes. system as well. <laughs> okay. Please. This isn't the, per- the person I called before about surgery, is it? Yes. She's, she's, this is Miss Marnie. She's from chat. Is that the one where I said there would be two surgeries? Yes. Oh, yes. okay. Um, and you agree with that, Marnie? Well, the procedure I'm having, I've heard that it could be done more than once. Okay, to, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, so you're having problems with your thyroid, and is it hypo or hyper? It's actually called Hashimoto's, and it goes up and down, but at this point, it's Um, hypo, 
but it's basically mm-hmm. an immune issue because my body's yeah. attacking my thyroid. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the medicine that they're giving you isn't isn't stabilizing it. You know that, I right? agree. Yes. Yeah. Um, did you try the holistic method? Um, well, I take bovine thyroid, mm-hmm. and um, there's something that my acupuncturist has given me, which is called bugleweed, which detoxes the thyroid. And when I take yeah, that, it it feels very good. But then okay. it clears out the what I have been taking for thyroid medication in the same time. Mhm. Mhm. Um do you find that you're um tired all the time? Yes, dear. Yeah, right? Is that Absolutely, is that yes. Yeah. Yes. Um did they put you on any kind of iodine? No, when I take kelp or iodine, it makes me actually more tired. Yeah, well, that's that's what I, I'm asking you because I was getting okay. iodine, so I I think it's not a good thing for, right. for, your, for your body. Um, because also, they guess, had tried to take pictures um, when I was 15. I'm actually 43 now, and it, my thyroid totally absorbed that so much. It was yes. radioactive iodine, yeah. So yeah, it contributed. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm thinking, and I, I, I don't know if I... They sometimes remove the thyroid, do they not? Sometimes, yes. Yeah. I'm getting where it's going to be to the point where they might suggest that to you. And you might want to think that over because they're going to be scratching their heads and saying we can't control this, you know. But, right. Um, have you gone? Have you gone to other doctors for a second opinion? No, no, I haven't. I'm going to a new one right, right now. No, no, no. Okay. Your mistake, right there. Okay. I get a female doctor that you should be going to. Is she a naturopathic? Yes. Physician. Okay. Yes, I know. Yes. Okay. You need to go to her, and you need to go to okay. another thyroid specialist. What, what what area do you live in the country? Um, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Um, it, there's um. You've got to look at. You've got to be your own doctor. Unfortunately, in this day and age, go on the computer and look for. Uh, there should be a big hospital around you that's very famous, and I can't think of the hospital. Boston Medical or something? Or am I thinking of something else? I don't know, but... Um, Mass General? What is it? Mass General or Brigham's Women's? You're all fuzzy. I can't hear you. I um, can't hear you. Oh. It's either Martin, Mass General or Brigham's. Brigham's and William Williams women, excuse me. Am I still fuzzed uh, up? Uh, she's all blurry. But anyway, I'm going to tell you what I get. They're going to suggest they take the thyroid out in a couple of years if they can't do anything with it and they can control that 
with medicines. But before they do that, you need to go to another specialist. And it has to be a big hospital or a, a, a learning teaching hospital, okay? And that's yes. what I, and you have to go to that woman that's the natural doctor. Um, they can help you um, with that temporarily, but I'm getting something with the thyroid where they're going to suggest this. Let me know how you're making out and email me and let me know, okay? Okay. Thank you. She, I, thank I don't you. Know what she Take care. Blurry. Namaste. Okay. Namaste. Thank you. Very blurry. Okay. Well, Sherelle had thyroid issues growing up too. Oh, really? Yes. Yes. That's why I thought that you were getting me by mistake, and because I had the radioactive iodine, and I had uh, at the time they weren't doing surgery on thyroids because everyone you tried it on didn't make it. So, um, and then later on, it just causes more problems like type 1 diabetes. Right, right. And she, you know, I had Hashimoto's where mine was overactive. Right. And then, you know, they give you the radioactive iodine and it becomes underactive. And then, you know, and I could hear it in her voice that she was low, low, low. Right. So, but they, it's, you know, at the time, they they were just, that's why they call them doctors because they were practicing. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and that's kind of where we are now. What did they, do, now for, I, they do for you? Radioactive iodine. They killed the thyroid, and now I'm on, on level thyroxine. Okay, uh, okay. Day. So they actually removed the thyroid. No, no, no. Didn't remove it. Just killed it. Didn't, killed didn't it. have surgery. They just Exactly. It. But they sometimes they use surgery, too. Yes, now they've learned to do surgery and not, mm-hmm. and the patient survives. Yeah, I think that that's what they're going to go for with her, but okay. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, um, I, I found people that were able to manage to keep a little bit of their thyroid functioning is actually better because you, it, there are so many other things that they haven't figured out what other things that it regulates. Exactly, that it screws up the other parts of your body. I know. All the other parts of your body. and I know. Yes, yes. So. Wow. Well, I don't do, you know, medical readings for a reason, at least not too many. I can do minor, but I'm always, and I'm going to tell you, experienced as I am, afraid to go into anything deep like that. You know, oh, mm-hmm. let's say I have, uh, pain in my leg, and I say, yeah, it's your right knee. And they said, yeah, that's right. You know, and I can give them a little bit of information, but that's not mm-hmm. my specialty. So I don't dare. If it's something deep, I say, you know what? I can only give you limited information. You need to see a medical professional mm-hmm, about that. Mm-hmm. And and that's all I do. You know, some things I'm really good at. In some areas, I'm not. But, you know, as we were talking about earlier, we all have our specialty areas where we're better at than others, you know. You know, I, I, David, are you supposed to be doing readings with me tonight? Or, I, I I didn't even ask you. Uh, no, I didn't even think of it either. <laughs> but uh, I've been giving you some of my input about some of this stuff. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I hear on my show, and I'm like, yeah, next, you know. Well, oh, I'm enjoying your voice, and you really got into it. That I just didn't feel like interrupt because you're doing really good, 
and I think I gave my input a little bit there, but maybe I should have just, you know, we should have been a tag team there. Yeah, we could do that, yeah. And we will. Okay. Uh, Sit on this next call, you two, tag team. Okay. Sounds like a plan? Okay. Okay. Area code 202, area code 202, you are on Beyond the Gate Radio. Hi, my name is Naboli. Yeah. Hi. Naboli? Hi. Yes. Hi, Naboli. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Do you have a question today? Yes, I do. My question is about my children's father and whether we're going to reconcile so that the children can get support. Oh, Okay. Um, I'm going to ask you a question. Is he incarcerated? No, he's not. Who's incarcerated? Who's in jail around you? Who's in jail? No one's incarcerated. Oh, my brother. My brother? Your brother? Um, Yeah, my brother. You're asking me one thing, and I'm getting another. Is Is your brother still with you? Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah, the, the sound is not that good tonight. I don't know why I'm picking up your brother. Maybe he needs help or something's going on with him. Um, David, do you want to uh, say something? Yeah, I think that it's going to be a little challenge and a little battle about the you know, children and the father. It's not going to be easy. Um, and something will come of it, which will be helpful. But I'm not feeling it'll be 100% and not without a, a battle for a while. It's going to take some time. But you not to give up for the children and yourself. Something will come, but it won't be what you expected. At least not in the immediate future. I, I'm just not seeing that. But you again, you're not to give up. Okay? okay, and they're very important. And sometimes things that are worthwhile aren't gained easily, but they are worth fighting for. And you will prevail eventually in the long run it's just that you it's like trying to pull a tooth at a time so don't give up on that and and i think that the outcome will be you know you'll get something for sure some oh, help yeah some money but you know you asked if you would go back with your husband no i was i just wanted to know if we would reconcile our differences reconcile yes i don't see that I don't see that. I don't think it would it would be good for you or the kids. I, I don't get a good feel for this whole thing. I think you should get as much money from him. He, he should be supportive of his father, but I don't I don't think he could be counted on. Uh, does that sound like him? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're fooling yourself, darling. Don't fool yourself. Do everything you can to get money from him, but he can't be counted on. That's all I have to say about that. And your brother needs some kind of help. I'm, I, I don't know why I'm picking him up. Is he having a hard time right now? Um, I don't know. I don't really know. You don't know? Okay. Well, you might be hearing from him. Might be calling you. Thank you. Thank you very okay, much. Okay. Thank you. Good luck. Thank you. Okay. Bye bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, I was seeing uh, you know, difficulties with them, so that's why mm-hmm. I told her that, and you, you're getting the same thing, so there it is. You know, mm-hmm. so, and, and like I said, you know, getting money for the children, that's very important. Like you said, that's what she should do because they're very important. Get what you can anyway. Don't go down that path because they're not going to reconcile. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right about that. 
it's nice when two two of us see the same thing mm-hmm. on the same page. And you know, it's it's a it's a cruel world. There's so many, and I my heart goes out to them. Um, seems like there's a great many more single mothers yes. parents than there are men. Yes. And that's really a shame. You know, there's mm-hmm. nothing like a mother's love, of course. Mm-hmm. But I believe women suffer more than men in this world, and it's totally unfair. And a lot of people don't realize the great battles that they have to go through, that all the things that they sacrifice for their children that to go without. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of people just don't understand that and how many women are abused. You know, it's just shameful. Mm-hmm. You know. Most definitely. But I'm glad they call in to get a little, you know, advice. They call us to see if we can help them in some way, and hopefully we've helped a lot of people tonight. Mm-hmm. I think we might have time for one more caller. Okay. Let's um, make it so. Um, area code 202, another area code 202. You are on the air. Oh, our system is acting a little slow. Hello, hi, welcome to the show. Hi, Area how are you? Fine. Yes. Who are we speaking with? This is Carol. How are you? Hi, Carol. Welcome to the show. Do you have a question for us tonight? I do. I have a. <clears throat> this is a pet question. I have a sixteen and a half year old Westie, and I just wanted to know how she's doing and if she's happy. What kind of dog is she? A West Highland White Terrier. Oh, a Westie. A Westie. She's 16 and a half years old and she has some health issues. Oh, yeah. You know, um, let me, I was getting one thing with her and it went right out of my head. Oh, my God. Oh, something in her throat. Is, does she have a horse cough? Um, occasionally. Yeah, I want you to watch with her throat. Um, keep an eye on that because I guess something with the throat, the esophagus, that she might have problems with that, and she might start um, throwing up a little bit. Does she throw her food up? Um, she does sometimes. Yeah, um, I think you have to change her diet a little bit. Um, have you ever tried some chopped meat and rice? Um, yes, I do. Do you give her that? I do. Oh, good, good, good. Um, I I don't think she's I I think she's having health issues right now, and um, but I don't see her leaving this earth plane anytime soon. And you know what? She's very sweet and loving. Yes, she is. <laughs> Very sweet and loving, and, and, and you're like her mother. I mean, she really uh, admires you, looks up to you, and I, she's like your shadow. Is she not? Yes, she is. Yes. Um, but I don't see anything terribly wrong with her right at this moment. But you also have to check, and if she starts to get any kind of growth on her body, have them checked out immediately, Okay. Yes, I, I was more concerned about her her hind legs. She has um, severe um, uh, bone degeneration, and I have acupuncture on her once every single month. Um, she, has she has bone degeneration in her that. leg. You said her hind leg. 
Yes. Okay, so that is preventing her from using that leg? Uh, I carry her up and down the stairs, and she has a lot of problems yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, she's she's older now, and they could suggest some kind of surgery to put uh, or put a brace on her to do something like that. Um, I would not let her have surgery, but they might be able to put some kind of a brace to sort of brace the, the leg. Did they suggest that? Um, I, actually, I suggested that, and they said no. No, uh, I don't. I don't. I don't agree with that. Um, you take her to another vet, and and they'll agree with that. But I also get like a growth, um, like um, and I don't know where that's coming from. So if you see anything like a growth on her, take her to the doctor right away, okay? But I don't see her okay. like her heart failing or anything like that. And she's oh no, she's she's, she's, she's in good, good health. I just wanted to make sure she was happy because she's sixteen and a yeah. half. And, you know, no, she's very happy. She's very happy. happy. But you, but you can get um, a brace for her, and that would help her tremendously. Okay. 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 Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Barbara, you pretty much said it. I see something in the upper body area of the dog, and a little pain there. And but the dog's going to be okay. If, you know, it's not going to say. Goodbye to Bowell anytime soon. I think no. that's, you know, so that that's good. And that's great advice. You know, a lot of people sometimes they rely on a, a doctor or veterinarian that they think is good that they've been seen for a while and they become too dependent on it. Exactly, exactly. And they believe everything the doctor says. Always take your your your, your pet for a second opinion. I, I, I treat my my Mercedes, my cat, she's on my, my website, and I adopted her about seven years ago. And when I went to adopt her, I, I wasn't a cat person. Something told me to go get a cat, and I ran down there immediately. I think she was calling to me, and I picked her out of, like, 50 different cats, and uh, I said, let her out of the cage, and she... She came to me. I called her three times. Then I went to go home, and she ran out the door with me. <laughs> and um, she picked me, and uh, I take her for regular blood work. I, you know, I treat her just like I treated my children, the same way. Wow. You know, if she has yeah. a sniffle, I take her to the doctor. Sorry, you know, um, that's the way I am with uh, my animal, and that's the way I think other people should be with their animals. Yeah, she's cute. She's got nice. Different colored markings on her face, which blend in very nicely, which gives her character a nice, big, beautiful eyes. Oh, and she's can, a doll. Oh, I'm feel telling the love you. coming out of her. She's just uh, a beautiful cat. We have a couple of cats, too. We had one that had uh, a nasty tumor on his nose, and I, you know, could, couldn't do anything about it. But one day the cat was in so much pain that he actually came to me, and I was able to get get the cat to the vet, and they said, no, uh, cancer is too much. You know, you should put him to sleep. I never had to do that before. Man, was I heartbroken for a long time, but no, oh. I had I had to do it. We have two cats left, and the other cat that was his sister. Orangey. Yeah, his sister um, was looking for him for a while, and that really hurt, too, to see the cat looking, meowing, looking for him, and then, now I guess... Oh. She's accepted it now after a while, but it's really sad. And I was just thinking today, no, um, what am I going to do, you know, when the other babies go? You know, I mean, I am I love animals so much. 
Yeah. They're, they're not animals. They're my family. That's right. That's right. They are. Maybe I was picking up the tumor with your, your cat. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah, I know. The oh. heartbreaker. You know, you think you're a tough person, and this cat just meowed, and it just broke my heart. I just couldn't. I just couldn't. He's the one that came to David when we were on a cruise. Uh, we had um, some people taking care of our cats, and we went on a cruise, and that cat came to him in the dream and said, come home. Basically, we're hungry. We want special treats, and we only get special treats when when we're home. And oh yeah, that was I had, that was a lucid dream. He was in the front, and the two were behind him. That was a very clear dream. Oh my God, that was a dream. That was a prophetic dream. And that's not the only dream I've had about you know deceased pets and all you know people and pets mm-hmm. where we actually interacted with them. Or I had a dream about somebody one time. And I said, so-and-so's dead. Found out, uh, come to find out that they were, they came to tell me in a dream. So, you know, mm-hmm. but, you know, pets, too, they're intelligent, just like we are. They're just. Oh, my different. God, yes, definitely, definitely. Well, Barbara, you know, it, it's been an uh, amazing show with you here. Thank you. You got right into the issues. You get really deep into it. You're good. You're great. And we just love being with you, you know. Thank you. Oh, so thank you, much. guys. Thank you, guys. I love thank being you with so you so much for being here. Thank you. Thanks for thank having you. me. And I'm going to tell the listeners once again: if you'd like to check out Barbara's website or have one on one with her, it's psychicbarbara m a c k e y dot com. She has a great website. She's got videos on there, a picture of her beautiful kitty cat, and all kinds. Of things you can watch on TV. So please check out the website. Thank you, Barbara. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Good night. And thank you, everybody, for listening. If you like the show and if you're not following us, please press the follow button so you can stay up to date with us. You can download our shows for free in Apple iTunes, no matter if you have a computer, Apple product or not, under podcasts. And Thank you so much for listening. I'm sorry that we couldn't get all the callers in, but we'll have more shows, so stay tuned, and maybe you have your chance then. And happy Super Bowl. This has been our Sunday, February 3rd edition, 2013, of Beyond the Gate with the amazing Barbara Mackey. Sherelle Baker is the host, and uh, David Baker is your co-host. Good night, everybody. God bless. Good night, Sherelle. Good night, David. Good night, everyone. Thank you for being here and listening.